Kevin Christopher Cook, the six foot five Cali boy, the basketball and baseball wonder boy, psychology major and sports fan with an eclectic mix of favorite teams, the Colts, Yankees, Kings, and Sharks. Kevin, welcome to the first outdoor episode of Studio 618. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. So to kick things off, Kevin, we do this with every guest. Give us a little biography about yourself, a little autobiography. Tell us what you're all about. Yeah, so uh, I'm Kevin Cook. I'm from Monterey, California, and uh, I just love everything about sports. I love music. I don't know. I'm currently a psychology major, and uh, I'm just loving being here at Mizzou. So we wanted to ask you about psychology specifically. So you came here to the wonderful University of Missouri Journalism School with a, a passion for sports journalism, and then eventually, about like what, a, a quarter way through your second semester, you'd say, you decided to switch to psychology? That's uh, correct. What's the reasoning behind that, and uh, why uh, a change of heart? Well, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do coming out of high school, and I got all A's in my AP uh, writing classes, so I kind of figured, you know, I might as well do something with writing, but it turns out I- Big flex. <laughs> Come on, boys. So I uh, <laughs> absolutely actually hated writing when I, when I looked at it, and uh, I decided that actually, like, um, looking at brains and the way people uh, think and how they act upon certain things, and that's just that's just sort of how it went. And I, I'm not looking back now, and I'm just going to continue with psychology. So what about looking at brains, as you called it, uh, fascinates you so much? I just think that in today's climate, there's a lot of stupid people doing stupid things, and I kind of want to figure out why that is. So, I mean, the more I know about people, the more I can understand why things happen. Do you have any recent examples where somebody just did something completely idiotic, and you like were like, what is, what, what's your problem? Just well, say. I mean, I talk to Jared every day, so I mean, Ooh. that's a... <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you look at... I don't want to use the president for every example, but, you know, he said his father was from Germany, and, and <laughs> no one can really understand that. And then he also said that windmills cause cancer. When the you, noise. The noise of windmills causes cancer. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's a prime example of why I need to figure out more about what's going on. <laughs> really wants to dissect Donald Trump's mind. Yes. Yeah. I, I think there are lots dissect of people working on it. That would yeah. be a full, <laughs> a full job's worth of dissect stuff that I say. Yeah. Just change. <laughs> All right. So we mentioned, uh, well, I mentioned the basketball and baseball wonder boy. Can you like elaborate a little bit on, you know, your sports career and perhaps how sh sports have shaped you like as a person? Yeah. So I've been playing, uh, well, I'd been playing baseball and basketball for most of my life since I was about three. And um, I was fairly good. I mean, I, I played for, like I said, a really long time, and a lot of people knew me and actually received some attention from college scouts and people in the area that wanted to recruit me, but I uh, had so many injuries in my baseball career that it kind of ended prematurely, and, and, and that's just something that I've always, like, was tough in my life, but it actually really helped me become a better person because it made me realize that, like, not everything is just given to you. You have to work really hard, and even that, even then, sometimes it doesn't work out, and you always have to have another plan, find other passions, because I'd focus so much time on sports that sometimes I didn't think about all the other things in my life. Otherwise, I loved playing basketball a lot. That was my secondary sport, and um, it was a lot of fun, you know, hitting game-winning threes against my former team, as Andrew likes to uh, talk about sometimes. But uh, no, it was just a lot of fun, and sports overall has definitely made me a better person in terms of patience and building character, those sort of aspects. 
if you want to dive into it, what are some of the injuries you face when you're playing baseball? Yeah, so uh, I separated my shoulder and tore a ligament in my my elbow. So um, the shoulder separation happened when I was in about ninth grade, I think, and um, I had to sit out of baseball for six months um, because the pain was unbearable when I threw the ball. And then my junior year, um, when I was pitching, I developed an issue in the outside of my elbow. And it turns out that I had pinched a nerve and, and partially torn a, um, a muscle in my in my arm. And so instead of like having procedure to get that fixed, I just decided to um, let it go and just live with it and not continue the path of baseball and decided to look forward in my career as something else. So did most of your college offers come for baseball or basketball? Definitely baseball. I was being looked at by a couple of schools um, for baseball. Um, my coach was definitely trying to push me to play college baseball but I uh, like I said it, it ended very very quickly basketball I wasn't as good I just like to play because you know it's basketball it's, it's fun it's fast-paced and you know girls love when you uh, hit shots <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's, it's facts what was it like when you received that news that you weren't going to be able to play baseball any longer like what was going through your head yeah um, I kind of just made the decision myself like like I said it wasn't something that someone told me it was like you never can play again I kind of just made the decision myself given all the information that I had and that was kind of tough because you know as a little kid you think about becoming an MLB baseball player and you watch all these guys on TV do it and you think that you can do it too and so it makes it hard when you realize that like the day has come when your your career is officially over forever so I mean obviously that that was tough for me and obviously I, I have some some doubts about if I could kept, could have kept going or not but overall I think it was a really great thing to do because even if I made it to the next level I, I highly doubt that the way my arm was performing I could have gone anywhere past that so I I definitely agree with my decision now I know we all want to hear you dive into your uh, shining moment as a basketball star when you hit that game when it's three. <laughs> so uh, can you give us a little background on that? Tell us the story. Yes. Yeah, so Self-described best moment of your life, yes, is it? One of them, yes. I, uh, I used to go to a school in Carmel called Stevenson. And, uh, you know, didn't really like it. But, I mean, it had, it, had, it had its good and bad aspects. But I didn't particularly like it. So I, uh, I transferred schools my junior year to a school called Carmel High. It was a public school. And um, the same year, where I, I played basketball for the new team, and we played Stevenson. And, um, great game, but at the very end, you know, under 30 seconds to go, you know, the ball is in my hands with a couple seconds left. And, you know, I just decided to pull a quick three and hit it right in my former teammate's face. And everyone went crazy <laughs> on our side, and it was awesome. And we won the game, and then after that moment, I just, like, that night was probably the best night of my life, and there's nothing that can probably beat that feeling. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Now, switching to a, a different side of sports, you now work for the Mizzou ticket office. Do you want to tell us about that a little bit? <laughs> it, it might be a little more boring than uh, hitting a three against your former <laughs> team in high school, but tell us about that. Yeah, um, so I work for the Mizzou ticket office now. I mostly just sell... Uh, any events, any sort of things that Mizzou might have. I sold for basketball, I'm going to sell for football, and I've sold for baseball, softball, basically anything you can name. And um, that's been fun, honestly. I, I like to watch college sports in general, so being able to go into the games for free after you're done selling tickets is also a plus. 
Um, on the other side, I just work a lot of office hours, you know, deal with calls and people ask weird questions about the history of Mizzou and things like that. So Doriel Greenbeckham. Doriel Greenbeckham. One guy came in uh, today and asked me about Doriel Greenbeckham and where he's currently playing, and he hasn't played for Mizzou in over seven years, so I really didn't know the answer to that. But, you know, I just quickly Googled it and then told the man, which he could have done himself. But, you know, he was like 75, so you got to cut him some slack. Now... I think we left out one part in your sports career, your other shining moment, which was your time in water polo. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I intentionally try to avoid water polo because I hate swimming. But, um, yeah, I played one season of water polo because our school had a, had a instead of PE, they had a, a sports requirement, so you had to do some after-school activity. So I tried water polo in the fall of my freshman year, and it was horrific. I, uh, I didn't really know how to swim at all, so I puked the first three days of practice. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I really liked like throwing the ball because, you know, I had a, had a background in baseball, but the, the swimming part was horrible. And they made me play the set position, which if you know water polo, it was the worst position because you're in the middle getting drowned by another man um, who was literally <laughs> draped all over you. And I never felt that much contact in my life so <laughs> it was horrible and I quit after one season and my coach was really mad at me for not sticking with it but I don't care and it was just a bad experience overall what's rougher football or water polo oh man water I, I would say water polo because I, I like football even though it may be more like bone jarring like it's definitely more fun now moving on to something that you might. Well, are you are may, we shifting gears? We're shifting gears. As, uh, oh boy. The fans love the hashtag shifting gears. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> so anyway, you, you may or may not be uh, happy with some discoveries we've made in, oh the, in the sixth floor lounge. Yeah. We want to ask you about your YouTube career. <laughs> I figured that was coming. I know you have, um, as you've told us, five different YouTube, five YouTube channels, channels back yeah, in the day. Channels. We um, found four. We found the four. Fifth the fifth is a mystery. The fifth is a mystery. So it will remain a mystery. If you want to dive into them and like hit them one by one, tell us why you made them, what kind of videos you made. You don't have to give the names yeah. if you don't want everyone to know. No, I'll promote the channels. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure none of them have any subscribers except for the one, but I'll get to that last. So uh, the first channel I ever made was under my dad's uh, work name, uh, Cook NPS, if you want to look it up. Um, and basically on the that Sanford channel... Stanford National Park Service? No. Stanford <laughs> Naval Postgraduate School, where my dad works. Anyways... Uh, I posted a bunch of Guitar Hero videos when I was about seven or eight and posted one basketball video and they're really cringeworthy and horrible and I'm wearing glasses which if you know me you know I don't do anymore so it really is not a good side of me but you can definitely look it up if you want to. You were shredding that Guitar Hero. I, I've got 84% no on medium so <laughs> <laughs> not a good look. I don't want to brag or anything but did get 84% on medium. <laughs> but uh, then I started another channel which was actually... Uh, called OGKC, and OGKC is a FIFA channel based on people I used to watch when I was a uh, freshman, uh, eighth grade freshman year. Uh, big inspirations were like guys like KSI, if you know who that is, and Rodashaw, if you know who that is. I watched those those YouTubers, and I decided to start a FIFA channel, and it, I mean, I, I spent hours and hours and hours like editing and playing games, and literally nobody watched my videos. So I, I uh, decided so to quit that one too. I have a couple uh, interesting videos. I, I had actually a wealth of FIFA knowledge that I don't have anymore because I played the game for about 100 hours uh, almost every month. So like I, that was a weird statistic. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I played the game a lot is what I was trying to say. You have like and niche 
2011 soccer knowledge. Yeah, right? yeah. No, it's if you ask me anything from like 2012 to 2014, I'll probably know it, but nothing past that. And so um, that was an interesting channel. That one's probably even more cringy than the other one because I was older when I did it and I kind of knew what I was doing, and it still looked bad. So that one we're also going to just disregard. Um, but yeah, next I have let's see, I have a trick shot channel that I made with my friend Dylan. And it's called TSM Ballers with a Z on the end just because I, I don't know. And that one um, What's was actually... What TSM stand for? Trickshot Mania. <laughs> Trickshot Madness. Something like that. I don't know. We made it a while ago. But that one was actually a lot of fun to make because we just stood outside my house for hours shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting until we made shots. We kind of like wanted to be the next dude perfect type thing. And obviously that wasn't going to happen as fifth and sixth graders, but... Um, yeah, we made a lot of shots. We actually went out and like filmed on beaches and had other people like film for us, and it was it was crazy. But most of our shots were awful. Most people make fun of me for one specific shot where I dug a hole in the sand so that the ball would roll directly into a basket that I had previously set up. So I mean, those just moments like that, just oh god, I just I wish I hadn't have done those sort of things. Were but. there any shots that you hit on that channel that were like actual legitimate first try shots, or were all of them like twenty attempts until you hit it? <laughs> uh, Honestly, no. I don't think there was any that I did on the first try. My friend Dylan had won. I, I kid you not. The, if you look at our video, there's a, a shot of him standing on a cul-de-sac, uh, shooting a shot backwards up on a pillar, and he made that on the first try, which is why he had such a great reaction to it. But I, unfortunately, was never so lucky. So it was kind of unfortunate for me. But he, he made more of the cool shots, so i kind of still salty about that one. <laughs> So you were just the backup guy. Yeah, I, I was like <laughs> the guy that ballers. came in. It's like you were the one that came in and pegged Dylan. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, that is not taken in the right context. <laughs> I just put some interesting captions in one of my videos, and one of them is that I pegged Dylan with the ball. But I just said I pegged Dylan. So I mean, you can interpret that as you want. <laughs> and then lastly, so I have the main channel I made when I was, I don't even know, eleven or twelve. I called it Baseball Wizard 22, but really it's just a piano tutorial uh, sort of channel. I made more videos, but the only two that I kept up were the Harry Potter theme song on piano and I Got a Feelin' by the Black Eyed Peas tutorial on piano. And my uh, Harry Potter one has 850,000 views on it and I have no idea why because most people in the comments like hate it. They don't, I don't say, I didn't know any of the notes. Honestly, I would, I would watch someone else's video on YouTube and then just copy exactly what they did and made my own video on it. So I didn't know any actual piano. I was just saying, like, point your finger to this note because I didn't actually know the notes on the piano. But uh, somehow it got 850,000 views, and I have no idea why. But I also have 1.6K subscribers, and so I don't know what I'm going to do with that. But I feel like I need to start doing something because it's just a lot of waste if I don't do anything. You still get some comments on that video. I still do, you? yeah. Yeah, that one's still popular. I don't know why. It's been like five years or six years since Harry Potter's even been a thing. But I guess with all the new like spinoffs coming out, people still come back to it for some reason. I think it would be hilarious if you just came back. Like full-grown full <laughs> Kevin, like five years later, just with another piano video. All your subscribers would be stuck. It would be funny because I look really young in those videos. And now I look like I'm very old with a beard and everything. So it would, I, I might just give the viewers what they want. We'll see. How much would you have made if you monetized? Yeah, actually 850,000 one. I looked into it. Uh, it wouldn't have been that much because you need to have an ongoing like platform with many views on each video to consistently make money. But looking at the algorithm, it, it was probably would have made a couple hundred dollars, maybe like $500. That's solid. 
<laughs> it is solid, yeah. For, for not, a copied piano. It's not bad, it's not bad, <laughs> considering I did none of the work myself, yeah. <laughs> so now moving off screen to some things that weren't recorded in your childhood, what's, what's one memory that sticks out that you could consider your quote-unquote favorite childhood memory? Oh, wow, that is tough. Um, I just, I mean, honestly, it might sound cheesy, but like my dad would come after uh, work every night uh, and just play baseball with me in the street. And I had like a, a red plastic bat and he had a wiffle ball and he would just pitch it to me over and over and over again. And I would just hit the ball all the way down the street. And my dad would run after it and I'd just pretend that I was like the greatest baseball player ever. And that was probably one of my favorite moments because my dad is definitely one of my, my favorite, like, He's my, probably my favorite person in my life, and like he has done so much to help me with like where I want to go. And so just all the memories of me in the, in the front yard with him just playing baseball is probably the greatest thing. What's the best advice your dad has ever given you? He always told me to like just do what you love because it, it's, it's kind of cliche, but it makes sense. Like if you're not doing what you love, then why are you doing it? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to do something that you're not proud of doing. So he always told me that no matter what I do, he's going to support me and you know, uh, make sure that I'm doing what I want and what I, what I love to do because I'm going to be doing it for the rest of my life. And that's kind of what I take with me as I'm moving into the next part of my life and d deciding for myself, like, what career paths I want to take. And I, would, I still talk to him every weekend, and we talk about, like, different things that I could be doing and if I'm loving all the parts of Mizzou right now. So where do you see yourself in the future then? Like, what is that thing that you love? Yeah, um... I didn't know for the longest time, but I, I think that it's going to be uh, something to do with either therapy or uh, counseling because, uh, I like I said before, psychology major, and I love looking at like how specifically young adults to uh, adults like see the world. And so I think it would be really cool to either help kids that, like myself, needed therapy at some point in their lives or to counsel them in ways that they need help because those are things that, one, I could definitely benefit from and, two, I think that others could definitely benefit from. And so those sort of things are something that I could see. I don't know specifically what yet, but I definitely want to go into that uh, aspect of work. All right, so now we're going to hit you with some uh, fun questions, Kevin. You okay, can, we're going to stop grilling you. Yeah, <laughs> okay, we get, get to relax here. Today. Yeah, we can relax a little bit. All right. So we know, we know you're a big boy. You like to eat. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to fuel 6'5", Kevin. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So, we know you're a big boy. <laughs> Is that a fat joke? <laughs> nah, Kevin's quite skinny if you don't know what he looks like. Oh, okay. He's a nice, uh, nice lanky KD kind of guy on, on the court. <laughs> I, Man, I, he's really hitting me with him. Right? <laughs> I'm just going to ask some questions. Yeah, just go ahead. I always get roasted. <laughs> Anyway, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Fettuccine Alfredo. Oh. No question. <laughs> it's my favorite food by far. Why? Maybe with chicken. Because, like, the sauce is so good, and the ratio of pasta to sauce, when you combine them, is just, like, the right <laughs> amount of, like, goodness. So, so now, what's your uh, rating on a scale of, like, 1 to 10 on the dining hall, the Mark's dining hall, <laughs> Fettuccine Alfredo? Do they even have it? They have like on pasta <laughs> Oh yeah, on pasta nights. Yeah, four out of ten, I would say. I mean, I've had some really good ones. So like, what's the best you've ever had? So there's this place. Actually, wait. I, I would say Chili's. Actually, I love Chili's for some <laughs> really? reason. I don't know why, but like, that sounds like a crusty fettuccine alfredo. Honestly, <laughs> like, you have to try it. It's way better than it sounds. But no, I'm not gonna say that because that's kind of weird. I'm gonna I mean, go with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jared. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go with my mom's homemade because obviously you oh. can't beat your mom's oh, homemade. Oh, it sucks. And up. she, 
she makes it for my birthday every single year and so i'm obviously gonna like it and have that kind of taste so i mean you can call me a suck up if you want to but thanks mom shout out to you so now going off that are there this isn't like a planned fun question we have but what, what are your mom's top three meals that she made at home like so, something that you're missing right now that now that you've been back at school for a while Ooh. okay well my mom makes like surprisingly good mexican food so like when we have enchiladas or quesadillas, like those two things are really bomb. And I, I don't get those here at all. I used to eat uh, quesadillas for like breakfast. I don't know why, but my mom was just like, if that's what you want, that's what you want. So she every morning would like put a tortilla and some cheese and just it's make it for five. me. And yeah, that's part of my gains, you know, and those and enchiladas for dinner. I mean, she already knows how good they are. So like, I don't have to say it again. What about you, Drew? Favorite thing your mom made? My mom made a nice chicken parm. Chicken Ooh. parm? Nice chicken parm. My mom made spaghetti on the side. Pulled pork pizza, barbecue Whoa. sauce, pulled pork, cheese, wow. like on some flatbread. Grilled chicken. That grilled chicken? It, it was good. I My mom made sloppy joes that were really good. That was my favorite meal that she made. Really? Yeah. Because you, you, like, you don't typically eat salsa I know. things. That's surprising. But like that specifically, like I just liked. I don't know why. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, this, this is one of my favorite questions. What's your favorite thing to do in your morning routine? Oh, uh, my favorite thing to do? Favorite well, thing? Yeah, do. I'm gonna have to go with Jared here. Uh, I have a hair. I have a thick mane of hair, <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so uh, when I come out of the shower, it's looking like a mop, and so I have to usually get it get it like a little more prepped for the day. So I usually uh, come out of the shower, you know, dry off, and then get a nice wad of. Uh, paste and just run it through my hair and then you know kind of get that going and then it pushes all to the back and the side and then it looks good and then you're ready for the day it's literally all i need to do what kind of paste do you recommend for the the viewers out there (laughs) i use american crew but uh you know you can pretty much use whatever you want it's all about the look it's not about what brand you use baby i saw american crew for the dude i I saw a tweet the other day that was like, why does every white dude have this? And it was the American crew. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a staple. If you're going to be a white guy with some nice hair, you got to use American crew. Did you just self-proclaim nice hair? I I mean, I don't know. Follow me on Instagram and you can see for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Kev the Cookie Monster. <laughs> Where, that, that's a good little segue. Where did you come up with Kev the Cookie Monster? Oh, why? So, he loves so, cookies. Well, I, yeah, well, my name's Kevin Cook, if you didn't know from the intro. Um, honestly, it was because my, my baseball coach always called me cookie. So or like, uh, cookie, Kev the cookie, like just like weird stuff like that. So I just kind of went with like Kev the cookie and then added cookie monster. Not really sure why I didn't, I'm not a huge Sesame street fan. I just kind of <laughs> did it on my own. It just kind of sounded good. You know, it's better than Kev the cookie. So, I mean, I just kind of went with it and I haven't changed it since I made it in fifth grade and still my profile. So. So now, if you could have one superpower besides your luscious locks, what, what would that be? <laughs> oh, God. Superpower. Man. Uh, I'm going to have to go with invisibility. And and this might sound creepy, but, like, <laughs> but like hear him out, be, hear him out. It'd be super dope because, like, if you ever think about it, like, some of the most key situations that you could get away from if you were invisible is like when people are talking to you in a really awkward conversation just boom you're gone like so they don't have to talk to you anymore or if someone's like trying to like you know like get your attention about something you really don't want boom you're just gone like where did you go doesn't matter because you're already gone so like that's probably what i would do it might not be the best answer but that's the one i'm going with so so what's this like ideal situation you're trying to get out of 
So imagine like you're in class, teacher comes up to you and says like, why did you get five out of 60 on the quiz? And you're like, well, well, teacher, here's the thing. I don't know. And he's like, that's an unacceptable answer. Boom. Hit him with the invisibility. You're out of there. He doesn't know where you went. You just don't show up to class ever again. You're done. You're good. That's all you need to do. I think you have more problems then. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really solve any problems, but you know, the immediate stress is what you're trying to cure. All right, on the topic of superpowers, we're now two weeks away oh, from boy. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Endgame. I know you're a big Marvel fan. Yes. So what is your favorite movie, Marvel or not? Oh, favorite movie? Wow, okay. I would probably say uh, it's Inception or Shawshank Redemption. It depends yeah, on uh, what I'm feeling. But yeah, Inception was probably my favorite movie as a kid. And then I watched Shawshank as an adult, and I just realized the cinematic quality that that movie has. What about favorite Avenger? Definitely Hulk. No question. Well, I mean, but why? Like, most people pick, like, something stupid, like Iron Man or, like, <laughs> Captain Iron America. Big shots at Iron Man. Exactly. I'm just Iron saying. Iron Man, I mean, he has it's his not qualities. Really a superpower, though. It's not really anything, if you think about it. Either, Hulk? Either is Batman. That bro. dude Batman's has. Batman's not a, like, it's not a superpower. Yeah, he's that's, super rich. That's yeah, like, so is Iron Man. If you think about it, Hulk, Hulk represents what every human wants to be. They have a true side, and they have like a jack side, <laughs> and everybody wants that. You can't tell me that nobody like doesn't want that. So like, if I could instantly turn into like a huge jacked green monster, like I would do that. And I, I just like he is so cool, and he is smart as a person, and he is dope as a hero. So that's why I'm going with Hulk. I'm gonna just go out and say that I don't want to turn into a big green monster personally. Um, well, think about it like this, Andrew. <laughs> Same situation. Instead of being invisible, the teacher comes up to you and says, you got, you, you got five out of 60. <laughs> Why did you do this? Turn into a green monster. Bop him right in the face. <laughs> done. Problem is now solved. That's why you should be Hulk. Like the Hulk's just like a steroid monster. It's overkill, bro. It's, it's overkill. Not. It's not. I mean, like, if you think about it, Iron Man, like, just and creates he more Iron it. Mans. He just, like, I don't know, whatever he wants, he has. Like, it doesn't make any sense. His powers don't make sense because it can be whatever the movie wants. Hulk is Hulk. He doesn't change for other, for depending on the movie, depending on what you're trying to solve. What about you, Fine? I know you're a big Marvel guy. Um, I'm going to start with Kevin. He's not my favorite, but I like Hulk because, like, especially through the Civil War stuff, like, he remained fairly neutral. Yeah. Like, Captain America and Iron Man were kind of like... They're beefing. Yeah, they're button heads, and I... <laughs> They split the Avengers apart, but Iron Man is still my favorite. I, <laughs> I mean, just, I that's love a, Tony that's Stark. Okay. I love Iron Man. Like, in all the other movies when he makes cameos, like in Spider-Man Homecoming, like he's so funny in that one. Yeah. I would and, say he is the funniest. I, I'll give you that. And I think, like, Tony Stark as a character just has, like, the best interests of, like, he has the best point of view on things in the Marvel world do you have a favorite jared you're, n you're not as big of a marvel guy but i'm not a huge superhero fanatic in the first oh, place come on. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. i mean my take on it is that they just make so many movies like how much farther can you go with these plots it's like there's also so many variations of like one one superhero that it's like there's like a gray area where like what's the real story behind this because then you like you have the comic books you have the movies then you have like a cartoon series and like everything like varies a little bit so i'm just like why am i gonna like waste a lot of time anyway um <laughs> i gotta go with iron man too he's so oh, cool you... <laughs> first I think... of all i mean my favorite color is red and then gold's like a secondary favorite color like that's 
dope right there. And then, like, the first Iron Man movie is, like... This guy picks his favorite superhero based off colors. By color? (laughs) That suit is so dope. Are you kidding me? Andrew, you would love to put that on and fly around. So yeah, anyone. Yeah. Like, I think if we had access to that technology, I think almost anyone would want it. But, you know. Just a hot take here. Um, I would love to fly around. <laughs> yep. It's all right, Jared. Better luck next time. I gotta go with Spider Man, just because like Spider Man. Spider Man's like a kid, superhero. and he's like just funny yeah, and like, like relatable. Where he's just like trying to be something. You That's know? also like an actual superpower. Whereas like Iron Man, Batman, like. They, they just paid for stuff. Like, they're not, like, that's not a real superpower. They're just really rich and buy cool things. Alright, I'm gonna hit you with another least favorite superhero. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm it gonna be I'm any universe, but. Pick uh, Black Widow or Hawkeye because everyone picks those two. Yeah. And they're kind of just not superheroes. And I'm sorry, Scarlett Johansson, you're very cute. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just not gonna include you. So, um, out of the superheroes that, like, actually have. Actually matter. <laughs> yeah, my favorite has got to be Captain America. And this is because... Least favorite, right? Yes. Okay. Least favorite. Your favorite, least favorite. <laughs> favorite, least favorite. Yeah, my favorite, least favorite. Anyways, <laughs> my least favorite superhero is Captain America. And I know like he's like a leader of good men and he does all this great stuff and saves people. But Mance is like 90 pounds. And all that happened to him was he got an injection and now he's just like jacked. Like he really doesn't have anything that makes him like stand out in any way. And he has a cool shield, like whatever, like anyone can make that. (laughs) I just think that all the other superheroes have distinct traits that make them them. And Captain America's only claim to fame is that he was too small to be an actual army hero. Therefore, they had to inject him with some serum to make him like worth anything so i mean that's just my take Vince really ticked me yeah. off in civil war too. yeah i know he just like, like kind of got so annoying. annoying yeah i mean no, no disrespect he kind of looks like his hair is kind of like my hair and he has a nice <laughs> beard so like i'm not saying that he's a bad uh, actor slash like stylist but as a hero he's he's bad <laughs> what about you fine least favorite yeah least favorite captain america <laughs> same thing yeah for same the reason? same reasons because mine's more of the annoying thing because i used to really like captain america and, like, I liked his origin stories, but then he had to go and just be an annoying little bugger in Civil War. And I just, <laughs> like, it was, like, clear right and wrong, yeah. at least in my opinion. Like, Tony Stark's right, Captain America, you're just being obnoxious and kind of like a little brat. So, after that, I just didn't like him. Uh, speaking of a little bugger, who, who is Ant-Man? Uh, <laughs> if you're going to ask Tony Stark, I was about to say Ant-Man. That's fact. I didn't even consider him. Like, if you're going to pick a bug to be a superhero, like, Why? like people are scared of spiders. Oh. But, like, little kids step on ants for fun. He's not actually an ant. No. I know, but, like, if you're going to mock either, like, Spider-Man's not, like, the size of a spider, but I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Bro, he can make like giant ants though. That's terrifying. <laughs> but it's like them. he's just it's, so unnecessary. So wimpy, bro. Yeah. I'm Ant Man. I mean, I think yeah. he's gonna like save theory. the entire thing yeah. in Endgame. But yeah, I think there's theories that he's gonna fly at Thanos's butt. But you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll just like be super small, fly up, and then enlarge, and that's how they they get him. I I think uh, we're out of time here. It was. It was right. a great episode. We're not out of time. There's always time left. Well, there's always time, but, but anyway, <laughs> if you have the time stone there, deep that is. There. <laughs> anyway, Kevin, thank you for joining us. You were a great guest. We love hanging thank with you, you on and off the podcast. Thank you, um, I appreciate it. This is our first outdoor episode. 
Yeah, it's nice and breezy out. Eight, Love to be the first. Breeze. Yeah. What, what do you think of the Columbia weather right now? <laughs> Actually, I enjoy it. It's a lot better than uh, 30 degrees. I was not used to 30 degrees. I'm used to 70 degrees. So this is exactly <laughs> my comfort zone. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, yeah, to see who the guest is going to be. We did get Kevin last minute. So, you know, we're always kind of last minute. But we'll, uh, maybe we'll for come once we'll something. plan ahead. Yeah, get it, maybe. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys have made it this far, thank you for sticking with it. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Adios. Bye. Hasta la vista.